0: I don't know. You're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh, uh, This shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is Trump-A-N-A-N-A-S. T R U M P A N A N A S.
2: What?
3: I don't know. I don't even know.
0: Hey, everybody. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Welcome to Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality to
4: And this is our last episode of 2022, Wow. Man. I can't believe it. I can't believe 2022 is all over. Everything's over. We're getting old. And it's just like, it's always still just the year of COVID. It just seems like it's all the same year to me. It's the year of COVID.
0: And it's also like it's the year of like, don't worry. Someday you'll make it. <laughs> God. You know what I mean?
4: When hasn't it been that year? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's still that year. Yeah. Oh, still. And then it gets it's so not year. cute. Oh, it's as you can know, so it's not cute. It's still the year of January 6th. It'll always be the always. same year of that. Always. And that never goes away. And it's holidays and
0: you get with family or friends or whatever. And this is why you can't, this is why one remains hermitage because one doesn't want to hear, you should do that. It'll kickstart your comedy career. Yeah. Then you go, wah, 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 good night wig. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, I do. And that's why I hate the holidays. <laughs>
0: horrendous but 2022 you know what we've had some horrendous years and I would say 2022 was pretty good
4: it was both it was it was both the highest highs and the lowest lowest Mm -hmm. lowest lows some of the lowest lows I have had and now I mean I've had we have had some horrendous years so I know what you mean this was more of life's little curveballs just coming on and being insane and just disappointing career things. I would say interpersonally and, and you know, socially and that it was that the year was good. And that's at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Like if, if your problem is about money, then it's not a real problem. It just Mm -hmm. isn't, you know, it's all fun and games. till your fucking dog almost dies, you know? So, (sighs) and you lose the job. It's like losing the job of a lifetime. But you know what? It It, happened for us, not to us. and that's why. And 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 if we had been on that job, he probably would have just went ahead and died. That's correct. So, it and it, you know, it's just just if it's a problem about money, and I know it sucks, and we struggle with it all the time, Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of disappointments in that regard, it's just not the same problem as, well, you've got an issue that now you need to be hospitalized for. or Yeah, or any of it. And we got to go to Antarctica.
0: I mean, there were so many doors opened after that one closed. I'm grateful we didn't get that job. Fuck that job. Fuck them. Oh, fuck, fuck off. them. <laughs> yep.
4: Fuck off. Now, as you know, Mammaw, we like to do certain rituals um, to end of the year and begin a new one. Mm-hmm. On New Year's Day, we uh, we like to pick a theme for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, then we like to pick like an overall kind of like intention for ourselves of the year. Mm-hmm. Like it can be, you know, health. We never choose that one, but for other people it can be. Like, I want to be healthy this year. or I want to be, you know, whatever. You pick an intention. And then we take a blank check. Mm-hmm. We write it to ourselves for whatever, you know, amount.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Now, some people like to do, some people like to do like $50,000 because what they want is like, they want a $50,000 check to show up or in, a, in the form of that oh. one time. Um, we like to do it more like in, in, in the entirety of our year right we we so we'll put whatever amount um it changes sometimes we go that was unrealistic let's move that a little one billion dollars so (laughs) um and then we turn the check over and we write a list of goals yeah Mm -hmm. and we have i mean one year i know in 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 20 like at in money 20 and we when on that first day of the year we wrote that we wanted to interview somebody who was, a, you know, a presidential candidate. And we did that year. It was Andrew right. Yang. A lot of our goals, weirdly enough, in 2020 did happen for us, even yeah. though that year was so bizarre. So, you know, that's what we do. I just wanted to, on the last episode of the year, we were always kind of this year toying around with, with the theme of next year being Do Me 23, since mm-hmm. this year was Do You 22. hmm we started the ritual in 2019. It was Scrunchy 19. Mm-hmm. Then we did Money 20. Then we did Forever 21. Then Do You 22. And now here we're coming on 2023. And when we almost lost Pee Wee, I said, if Pee Wee makes it, To 2023, it's going to have to be P.U.E.
1: 23.
4: (laughs) And for us, you know, that will represent resilience. Yes. Right, Mama? Survival. Yeah. Courage. Yes. And above all else, honestly, and I would say hope, you know? Yeah. It would be nice to go in and spend the next year uh, with the energy of, Uh, something happening against all odds or a miracle, or you know, it's just we don't really ever take the energy of like beating the odds. Usually, we're like, oh, look at the odds. We're never gonna fucking. Mm -hmm. That's never gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So, I would like to. I think Peewee Twenty Three could be strong. Love it. Love that. Love that. Love it.
0: Beating the odds. Beating the odds. I absolutely love that. (laughs) Um, I'm looking forward to our New Year's rituals and also on New Year's Eve night we like to do Julie Lang's ritual. It's kind of involved. um, It's, you know, you got to really hunker down. It's not for (laughs) everyone, but it's supposed to clear out the toxic leftover energy in your house to start the new year. Now, hopefully Julie Lang will hear this and post the instructions on our Patreon page for anyone in the group who might want to try it. If she posts it on the community page, you don't even have to be subscribed to our Patreon podcast to see it. Now, if she doesn't post it and we do it, You'll have to be subscribed. So you can click on the link in the description of this podcast and you can listen to a free episode to see if you want to subscribe. We do two extra hour long podcasts a week. It's $1 for one podcast, $2 for two podcasts. They are not about politics. Again, listen to the free one in the description of today's episode or go to our website, julianbrandy.com and all the information on how to sign up is there. uh
4: And get yourself or someone you love the gift of our Patreon for 2023. Seriously. You'll be helping us and helping them because you'll be showing them how much better their life is than ours (laughs) and how much better of a person they are than us. (laughs) Well, they could just listen to this podcast for that. That's true. And you know what, Memo? Speaking of Julie Lang, Mm -hmm. um, it's so funny. Like, we are getting ready to do her ritual. It's like... You never know. I'm like, God, maybe Julie Lang doesn't listen anymore. But you know what? She does because she sent us a box of wrapped Chris packages Mm. um, that I thought that we could open right here. I love it. Love opening presents. And these are actually we get presents all the time from you guys. These are the only officially wrapped. And this is from our friends, including our friends and family, too, because which I'm happy. I don't like really exchanging gifts with friends and family, and I wanted to get them down to just handing us money and that's mm-hmm. what they do now they just hand us envelopes of checks
0: my parents have just they're <laughs> done my parents were like we're going on a cruise see you in two weeks yeah we'll keep our money <laughs> We're key- yeah exactly okay so wishing you much peace and love and there's a little cute penguin on the front oh, yeah. ho 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 merry christmas happy hanukkah and welcome home i hope i'm hoping that little penguin on this card is a good omen Taking a little time to reflect and wanted to show my appreciation for all you do with the enclosed items, including some homemade toffee. Exo health, happiness, and motherfucking wealth. Julie, Julie Lang. You That's right.
4: Whore. We are on a three-day juice cleanse um, after Christmas. Yeah. And Antarctica. <sighs> I could really use, not only I could use rehab, obviously. I need a detox, <laughs> yeah. detox with the rehab. I really need, I mean, we could really use, we need to be locked in a room and detoxed. And so that is what we're doing. We're locking ourselves in a room and detoxing. Now, I made the mistake of opening up Julie Lang's gift, (laughs) which she had made this toffee and put it into this plastic bag with a bow. And Julie Lang, the plastic bag exploded. The toffee, I don't know what format it was originally in, but it was almost as if, like you like if it was a toffee in the in the form of like a a sheet pan yep. like, mm-hmm. that
1: mm-hmm. just
4: shattered, mm-hmm. so it was just all various sizes oh. of, <gasps> you can tell you and can I was tell. Like, <sighs> Memo. yeah <laughs> there's chocolate toffee in here it's everywhere it's all over the gifts <sighs> what am i gonna do yeah and you're like back away from it get away from it <laughs> yeah. go and then i was like give me a bag i need to put it in something and then i start collecting all the toffee and licking my fingers because yeah. one thing we're not doing is chewing
0: i mean there was a piece of it on the floor that i didn't want to give to nacho and you made me give to nacho or else we would have eaten it
4: yeah you're like look So, cause we had to, I basically saved it all into a a new bag and then I went and hid it away in a closet and I can't look at it. I mean, I, I have not, I, that was like, I don't even understand. That was like as if someone, (sighs) of course, because the second you stop drinking or eating, um, someone shows up to the door in a tuxedo with white gloves and knocks lightly and you answer (laughs) and they go, here's two martinis. And It's like, what? Fuck off. Yep. Don't come by my house and offer me free martinis (sighs) when I just stopped drinking. So we saved it. The good thing about toffee, I do think it can be saved.
0: Oh, it'll it'll save. It'll be there. It'll be there.
4: Then it'll be there. Can't wait. Yeah, and I mean, and I was so happy too, Julie Ling, because Julie Goldman, she loves um, a caramel moment. She loves mm. um, that sweet salty. Uh, uh, what's that called? To- like butterscotch. Like butterscotch vibe. Mm. And like a salted, salted butterscotch. Caramel. Yeah. And that's what that is. Mm-hmm. It it's like, exactly what yeah, that is. And, and so I was glad because I was glad it wasn't like brownies or something that you could walk by and go, Hmm, I'm fine. <laughs> I wish I had chips. <laughs> no, no, no. That thing yep. poured out of there. And it was like exactly what that bitch oh,
0: wanted. And I want to put it all over some <laughs> sweet cream, Oreo <laughs> cookie, ice cream.
4: Mm, I want ice cream. Yeah. No, yeah. Now, all, I, now that we can't have stuff, it's like normally she wouldn't even really I care. want it. well, and you know what? Pam needed to leave some ice cream sandwiches. We ate all of those. Those got eaten. Yeah, those got oh, eaten. And, those and, and that's that's I will why get we're, more. why we're on a diet now. I've been eating everything. Okay, so that happened with the toffee, Julie. And you know what? Don't let that stop you from ever, each week, sending us toffee. Now, we don't know which of these gifts. There's two squares. Oh, my God, there's a piece left in the... <sighs> on the top of the thing. <laughs> A tiny I piece. know it's a tiny piece and it shouldn't matter. <laughs> she's just looking at because we're not supposed mm, to just chew like the, and I had a lollipop mm. and then she's like oh we're allowed to have lollipops and I'm like well yeah I'm not chewing it and then right now you're like "Oh, yeah. I can get very very creative with things I don't have to chew and I go yeah. oh what ice cream and you're like yeah frozen yogurt. Yeah. I'm like you know what you already have gotten creative with things we have to chew. She made a full soup and then pureed it up like look we could basically take a cheeseburger and puree it up if we're gonna do that. It was a vegetable soup. Oh, they are labeled.
0: Oh, this one's for you. This one says, to Julie and Brandy. Okay. Okay.
4: Then this one says... Oh, this one's to Brandy. Okay.
0: From Julie. Oh, right, I, I get confused because you see my own name.
1: This one's So, to, to Julie
0: so- from Julie, to Brandy from Julie. All right, here, I'll open one. This one's to me, alone. Okay. For me opening Star Trek Cocktails. What? (laughs) Oh, Julie, you know the way to my heart.
4: Is that a vintage book?
0: Star Trek Cocktails. Cocktail recipes. It's called A Stellar Compendium.
4: (gasps) I got a Keanu Reeves coloring book. Thanks, Mom. That is great.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Look at this. Worf's Smooth Move.
4: That, is that a vintage book or do they just make it look like I that? I think
0: this is like a not a
4: vintage book. Oh, I love the cover. The cover of it yeah, is so great. cool. It doesn't look, it looks vintage. It looks very Star oh, Trek Oh, this time is period. great.
0: I love it. Here's one for the two of us together. Okay. Okay. Let's
4: open, Let's open these at the same
0: time. Now. Oh boy. Uh oh. What is it? We can't have this in here tonight. Oh, fuck.
1: Julie! No!
0: Yeah, this has to go outside. This is a home for the holidays whiskey.
4: um, If only you'd known that that was in there the other night. Oh, if only I (laughs) had known, this
0: all would be gone.
4: Okay, well, we got this. Did she write on the side? Because here, this piggyback, this this gift to both of us is. It looks like a th- it's a three-pack of some specialized salt and pepper. Ooh. And she wrote on the side, so read it. See what she said.
0: Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, one of the recent pods had a discussion on spice blends. Made me want to send you this M. Salt spice blend. This shit is the only thing you'll ever want to use. Julie, put this on a nice steak and throw that on the grill. Chef's kiss. I use it on everything. Ooh, really? Julie
4: Lang is so thoughtful. I can't even imagine what she gets for her little... I think she's got a little niece and like her sister and just her family and her co-workers. She's I mean, this is incredibly thoughtful. We don't deserve it at no. all. Um, This is this Keanu Reeves is getting displayed. He's got his <laughs> motorcycle.
0: I want to color it.
4: You can do Keanu Reeves um when he's on his motorcycles and stuff. I in love it. And Julie Lang in the past has sent us different markers and. Uh, colored pencils and she knows this she knows we have that already because she sent it to us before (laughs) i'm excited for the m salt i am too we're not going to be using it on our pureed up baby food soup no this is well (laughs) well
0: you can try it guys Mm, guys i'm not trying on my soup guys later just m salt m salt just salt (laughs) m salt spice blend and in pepper <laughs> the
4: pepper mm-hmm. well what's the third one then oh it's it's, salt. it's just salt and pepper and then the spice blend. then the, the blend oh well the blend is basically going to be giving us probably like our um, paleo blend yeah. type of energy yeah okay thank you so much Julie These are great. I love
0: it and I love I can't wait and you know what when we drink again I'm going to make special cocktails
4: and it'll be fun and delicious oh it'll be fun if you make star trek cocktails for my birthday
0: oh my I would love birthday- to for you Oh, hey, guys, maybe I'll make some Star Trek cocktails for your birthday, sure thing.
4: Now, um, Julie, if you get a chance, please go and post for everybody to do the ritual. I'm sure there are going to be, you know, new parents and a bunch of people who have young kids who stay home. Um, not the the trash we would be if we had young kids where we would uh bring them with us to whatever <laughs> drug den we were going to and uh-huh. let them sleep on the floor of the bathtub <laughs> with a blanket on. If these parents want to do this ritual, it's a fun thing. You it's like you it's like you you put a bowl of water and it's like a whole to do and you can do it with your family and I just I like the ritual. I think it's those kinds of things are, you know, cool for people who don't, you know, have like a religious ritual to do. Yeah. Now, we have lots of gifts. Um, and Christmas cards still to get to. So we're going to be doing those well into Pee Wee 23. Mm. But sometimes we try to just, it's like we, we just try to do them as we open them. But it, we can't let the segment go too long. And we don't know if people get bored. And But I've been thinking a lot about Rebecca Kirshner because I love to look at baby Edison.
1: Mm. Now,
4: our picture of baby Edison that's on our Drug and bulletin board is she's a tiny little newborn baby. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, looks I like see. she's floating in a rainbow yeah. of of tool yeah, and she's yeah. just so cute mm-hmm. and then I love Wyatt and so I'll always but I always look and Wyatt re, the baby's on her own in the picture but then it's Rebecca and her husband Jared and then their son Wyatt I was looking at it the other day looking at Edison and then I was like Jared Kirshner's name is almost like Jared Kushner <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like almost the exact That's, same you're name. Right. Jared Kushner. You're right. it's As like dis- Jared Kushner. C- Kushner. Is you're dis- right. And I was like, so, and then while I'm looking at, it, I'm like, do they have the exact same name? And then I had to remember what the other one's Jared Kushner. Right. But it's like they basically have the same name. And Rebecca Jared. has never pointed this out. And I no. do want to know if if poor Jared, I wonder if he's just like fuck. Come on. <laughs> yeah. If just- he gets
0: shit at work, like, oh hey Jared. <laughs> You brokering some peace with the <laughs> Middle East, I mean, stealing just, more money.
4: Yeah, like yeah. If, if for in any scenario, not I guess not everybody has Jared Kushner on the top of their. But I mean, Rebecca has to listen to it constantly on this yeah. podcast. Yep. So um, she's married to Jared Kushner, basically weird. Her and Ivanka Trump. Wow. She sent a Christmas card. Okay. Um, Edison is now too, and I'm <gasps> fully offended. Oh, no. I'm beyond offended. Wyatt looks like he's about to like get his license.
0: Oh my
4: god. <sighs> I know. I hate it. God, getting old. Merry Christmas, Betchas.
0: Rebecca Tershner. Wyatt, six. Edison, a two. That's what she says. And there's a
4: cute picture of them all. And all their cuteness being cute. So cute. Beep, beep, beep. Wyatt is now six. Oh, I don't know how these parents do it. I don't know how they do it. <sighs> now, we're we real quick, we're just going to fit another one in. Brittany Rogers Tovar She sent us two books concealed by tissue paper, okay? I can't wait to open these. And this note, I decided to keep them concealed. Um, I'm just like, you know what? Let's just start revealing things. Okay.
0: Hello, Julian, Brandy. My name is Brittany, and I'm sending this as a thank you for getting me through 2022. I discovered your podcast in April of this year, and I've been listening since. I started a random bookbinding hobby, and thought maybe you could use a journal yourselves. I am especially appreciative for you both keeping me sane when Roe was overturned. Ugh, girl, your humor really made this year bearable. Maybe 2023 will be better. down it, <laughs> Brittany Rogers Tovar.
4: Well, great. There's, uh. The fact that anyone listens to this garbage who who started up a bookbinding hobby, <laughs> um, that almost gives me the same feeling as when someone says they're a lawyer. Yeah. And I we love that she's a new listener. Mm. We're so excited. Mm. It feels like a solid mm. book. You know I love a book. She means it as a journal. So let's go one, two, three, and go in here. Oh my God. Mine's Nancy Pelosi. So is mine.
0: Uh, Are they both the same? same. Let me see. Same. <gasps> oh my God. God. Nancy
4: Pelosi with the sunglasses. Oh, my God. And
0: it's bound like an old school book with these ridges on the top, like golden.
4: Oh, cool. And the the pages Mm. are just blank. It is like a journal. I'm going to use this for the... Oh, my God. This is so cool. Very, 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 very cool. So I would love to know how does she then print this out? It's it's almost like... And then it's like you could use... I don't know. I'm very interested in this. It has a little... A little ribbon to keep your place oh my god i love this you know i love
0: a journal book Brittany, thank
4: you so much we use um we have a lot of of been given a lot of journals Mm. over the years and we use them all because we use them during each podcast to keep time notes and notes for ourselves and Mm. we we use these journals we have travel ones we use so Mm -hmm. it's not that we don't use them and we are Mm. so excited Nancy Pelosi representing in the red coat with the glasses coming out of the burning building.
1: Yeah, exactly.
4: After the fucking meeting with Trump where she just laid it to him.
0: Okay, now it's time for our brand new segment called Read a Book.
5: Check this out, y'all.
0: new segment called Read a Book,
4: where we encourage our 14 listeners to read a motherfucking book. And the book that we want you to buy and read and then give away and force... Others to read is called A Secret I Can't Tell by acclaimed Producer, director, and writer Joe Gantz Who also happens to be One of our guests today Oh, excuse me A
0: Secret I Can't Tell is a book chronicling the lives of the first Generation of children raised in openly Gay and lesbian homes Joe first published the book in 1983 Focusing on five families with Young children, and then he came back 40 years later and updated the book with now Adult children
4: And one of those adult children is also uh, one of our guests today, <laughs> Selena is the subject of the first chapter in the book. She was 13 years old in 1983 and she was living with two gay dads. Mm. We're going to talk to Joe and Selena about the
0: 40 year journey of making a secret I can't tell. And hopefully, by the end, you'll all want to read this important book. So, without further ado, please welcome Joe Gantz and Selena Angelini.
4: Hi, guys. Hi,
1: guys. <laughs> Hello. Hey.
4: Hello. It's the day after Christmas. We're all hungover. <laughs> I'm just going to speak for you guys. I'm speaking for myself <laughs> and we're just we're just doing this. We really love the book. We think it's really important. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I can't even imagine what it took going into it. So, but before we can even find out any of the details, we need to know, Joe, why you wrote the book <laughs> in the first place. Were you the kid of gay parents? Were you a gay parent? What 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 made you write this book?
6: No. Uh, A lot of people assume that I'm gay or the child of a gay parent, and I am not. Um, I had graduated from college in 1977. Around that time, uh, a law was passed also in Florida um, that uh, basically said that uh, there, there could not be discrimination based on sexuality. Um, When people in Florida were left to their own devices to think for a moment in that voting booth, they thought, yeah, that makes sense. And they passed that law. Then a group of people um, that was led by Anita Bryant, a beauty queen and born again Christian, uh, were against that. And they started a group called uh, Save the Children. Um, and their slogan was homosexuals cannot reproduce, so they must recruit, mm. and they created a bunch of hate and prejudice. And uh, then it was the bill was voted on again, and it lost by more than two to one. And uh, so you know, I just thought about that and thought, wow, um, you know. So, the, but their point was, we can definitely not have gay teachers. Because you would not want to have a gay role model, and uh, I thought this this makes no sense. That you you know it's just so mean spirited and unfair. Um, and I thought if you you know if you're worried about having a gay role model, you couldn't have a, more of a gay role model than a, a gay or lesbian parent. And so I decided to find families that were raising kids and open the gay homes where the kids knew that their parents were gay or lesbian. And uh, I spent the next couple years um, writing the book. I spent a week at a time with these families and tape recorded their conversations and basically put their views and ideas about everything into this book. And this is their story.
0: I mean, I just want to say as a gay person here, I think we all can agree the recruitment never works anyway.
4: Are you the only gay person here right now? I I think I might be. So Selena and Joe and myself. (laughs) Yes. Not gay.
0: And I've tried. Okay. (laughs) I've tried. I keep trying. It doesn't work. So I was happy to see this book. And I cannot believe I have to say, Joe, I'm really touched. I don't know what to say. I, I think that's, this is just unique. It's a unique, a unique thing for a person not within the afflicted community to go in and try and make a difference. So I just, I think that's really interesting. And, and how did people receive you?
6: First I, I put an ad in gay periodicals found about 23 families chose five to, mm. to work with for the book. Um, the families themselves were very, uh, welcoming. Um, the kids were young. They were, you know, from seven to 17. And I, and I, In many families, even though it was uh, their parents were open about being gay or lesbian, um, it wasn't really talked about all that much among the family members. And so when I sat down with the family and I had my tape recorder, some of the kids were at first skeptical. but, But my approach when I'm doing a documentary film or this book is just, you know, let people talk about whatever is important to them. And so when the kids had that opportunity, I think they they began to feel very comfortable and, um, and things, you know, their, their feelings and emotions all came out. I will say one thing, which is that I think there's something called heterosexual privilege, uh, where, you know, even if, you know, I was very aware that this, you know, this, Save the Children group were full of it and, and that it was, it was a made up thing and, and that uh, they were just trying to spread hate and fear so they could pass their, their stupid law. You know, at, at the same time, you know, it was uh, it was a different time back then. And, um, you know, I didn't realize all these families were going through. And uh, Selena can address that far better than I can. But all of the families had gone through a separation because all the parents had kind of tried to fit in and tried to, you know, either prove to themselves that they were heterosexual or <laughs> try to make this work somehow. Because there was just so much, you know, uh, you know, violence back then, and um, you know, so much at stake um, that uh, you know, all of the families had gone through a separation many had gone through a divorce most had a step parent to deal with and there was just a lot of hate coming from the communities and even if the communities didn't you know know about it the kids felt that this was a secret that they couldn't tell or all their friends would just kind of reject them and harass them and make life very difficult.
4: Well, just in in reference to that, so that's the title of the book now. So the book had a different title back in 1983. What was it, and then why'd you change it?
6: Um, It was Whose Child Cries, which came from a proverb, uh, Whose Child Cries As Long As Their Kid Is Not Crying. This is okay. It's an old proverb. And um, together with the publisher, we chose that but I, I don't think people kind of knew what that meant. Um, so this was really what what I kind of wanted at the time. So um, the I have to say that the book, I, I did a, a publishing tour. I traveled the country and went to a bunch of different cities and talked about it. And then six months later, the the, the publisher went bankrupt and it took me about five years to get the rights back. Mm. I felt that at that point when the book came out, uh, you know the gay rights movement was struggling to be understood and i i thought my book was a little too nu- nuanced <laughs> and so i didn't i didn't try to put it out again and then let, you know here we are 40 years later and i think that here, the the same thing <laughs> happened again in florida it's just crazy <laughs> it's the exact same thing mm. it is exactly the same thing they they changed the word grooming you know for uh, you know Recruiting, Recru- re- yeah. recruiting. Well, and also let me monitoring. let you know:
4: is were, were you in Florida? Were the families spread out across the country? Like, yeah,
6: none of the families were in Florida. They okay. were spread out across the country out. and in Canada. Uh, Selena was actually living in Toronto.
4: Selena, what was your experience like participating in the book? So you started at thirteen, then you gave Joe an update in high school, and then finally again this year. Like, I was just wondering. Besides, we'll get into like your growing up and and the actual point of the book. But just in terms of being a kid and participating in a book, was it cathartic? Was it a nuisance? Were you like, why am I doing this? I have to go do classwork. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I think I was pretty. I, I mean, at first, you know, it's a little awkward, right? Who is, who is this? And plus at 13, you know, he seemed like an old man to me, <laughs> <laughs> not <an> old man. <laughs> um, but you know, here's this person. And I, and I grew up in a family that that liked to talk and talk therapy and psychology and counseling and, you know, let's talk it out. So here's another person I'm talking to. Um, so, um, did either one of your dads hit on Joe? They probably thought he looked hot. <laughs> nope, not even close. Hmm. Um, no it, recruiting you know, happening there.
0: Nope, see, everywhere you go.
2: <laughs> so I think, you know, and then it, having a safe space to talk about things that I otherwise, as Joe pointed out, couldn't talk about. It. Was it scary? Um, I think it's it, a little bit. I think I, I also worried about how um, I would come across mm. You know, um, and, and a lot of 13-year-olds, you're pretty, you're, you know, you're pretty self-conscious. Um, so I think there was some hesitancy to express some of the discomfort and the pain because I, I didn't want it to be misinterpreted as something it wasn't.
4: I was uh, like, when I first started, you know, reading through the book, I, I'm surprised it had a different title simply because I feel like the title says it all. I know... I, I grew mm-hmm. up in the 80s and Julie did too and you know like when we, you know when we were young kids and I feel like I, I was just overcome by I wouldn't I make my parents drop me off down the street because they drove a Toyota Camry <laughs> like my dad had gray hair and I would pretend he was my grandpa like I can't even imagine the level of secrecy it just I my own self would have put into it then you're adding on like actual danger. You know, there was hate crimes going on to 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 gay people in the in the eighties. It's and back
6: yeah. then you could have your child taken away by social services. There was no protections.
4: Yeah, and I was acutely aware of that. That is just so stressful and awful. I mean, that, that's not even putting. I'm sure you have, you I'm sure you have PTSD and everything else, but it's um that's why the book is so important. Did you think what you were gonna find was this high stress scenario?
6: Uh, I think I was not that. That's why I said I, there's something called heterosexual privilege. I think I was not aware of how much, uh, you know, a family like Selena's had to deal with in terms of their community. They lived in a small town and they were acutely aware of what their community felt and the danger of, of you know, losing your child if it comes out and, uh, you know, just the. Uh, Every day of harassment that you hear, even if you're not out at your work, that you hear and you perceive that someone's telling a joke, a joke or something. So uh, I think I did not, I thought this would be, oh, I'm going to show these families and uh, show that they're, you know, just normal families, raising kids, loving families. And they are, but there's so much more that they had to deal with that I, you know, I, I, um, was not anticipating and i think that's why i didn't put the book out again right after the publisher you know when i got the rights back after the publisher went bankrupt i just thought at that time someone would use it to to make it seem like the issues that they were dealing with and the, and the, all that was going on in the family uh had to do with there being a gay or lesbian parent but most of the issues were you know just the stress of what they were dealing with combined with you know divorce and things that are um happening in, in heterosexual families as well step parents the the irony you
2: know when i look back you know i hadn't looked at this book for 40 years
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and and i don't know if if joe told you this. we have a really strange story about joe coming back into my life so um i had been trying to I had had a copy of the book when I was young, and I remember reading my own chapter, but I never read anything else. And I certainly <laughs> did. I didn't, I didn't read the foreword, and I didn't read the introduction. You know, don't read any of that. Um, um, but I read my account. And then um, through multiple moves, had lost track of the book. And so I went out trying to find the book. And I obviously, I remember the color of the jacket. I remember the name of the book. I remember the name of the author. Um, and I couldn't find it. Like the last time I looked for it was a handful of years ago and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then for some inexplicable reason, um, I think it was the month of August, I I decided to look on Amazon and lo and behold, there was this copy for sale. And I was just like, oh my God, that's it. That's the book. And so the book didn't cost much, cost about four times more to ship it than it did to buy the book. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Amazon. Canada.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the book, I'm trying to remember this because it was so shocking. The book, um, I thought, well, my, you know, it's not that much. So I don't know if it'll ever show up because, you know, it's a third party seller. So the book finally does arrive in a, in a, in a manila envelope and I, I don't open it. I'm not ready to open it. And, and so I, I leave it kind of in my office for a couple of days and I'm not, I'm not quite ready um And then I decide to open it and I decide to start reading it and I'm sitting there in my um, office and I start I start to be teary because I read I read the intro this time and um, mm-hmm. it, it just really hit me square in the chest, like just knocked me out. I'm like, oh, my God, the isolation. I never really thought about how isolated and how ostracized we were my entire childhood. And so it really, really hit me. And um, my my spouse and child came by and happened to sort of register that I seemed upset and sort of kind of asked about it. <laughs> um, and I And I said, you know, there's this book and I had never really told, I had never told them about it or anything. And so I mentioned it. And then I came into the kitchen and I started sharing more with them and I actually read them. The um, intro or forward. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting the names right on what they they were, um, and it made me cry just reading it to them. Mm. And then over dinner, we're chatting, and, and and he go and my husband says, "I wonder whatever happened to the author." I'm like, I, I I don't know. I'll look after dinner, you know. I'll just I'll, you know I'll look him up. See, I go back to my computer after dinner, and there is an email in my inbox, and it's from Joe. Oh my wow. god. <laughs> i, wow. I scream i'm not kidding you i screamed and so my husband comes when sure. he goes what i'm like look at that Weird. that's the author then i immediately thought well he's the one that <clears> sent <throat> me the book
6: throat> right
2: throat> he must have been the third party seller <clears throat> right and <throat> so he must have sent me the book um but so anyway joe and i spend i don't know 48 hours trying to connect because he only had an email and i didn't have a phone number or whatever we finally connect and I don't tell him what has happened. I ask him. I'm like, "So, you know, are you distributing the book or something?" He goes, "Oh no, no, they're in boxes in the garage. I don't remember the last time." I'm <laughs> like, "So you're not selling it on Amazon?" He's like, "No." I why? And I said, "Because let me tell you a story." That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. And what was Four,
1: Joe? That
6: was 40 years later. That was 40, 40 years later. Years.
4: What were yeah. you? And you were reaching out to get the update, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. To see if I, you
2: know,
4: he's trying uh, to track everybody down. That is, that like took my breath away. That's unbelievable. It That's took, like the part of the breath. movie where you
2: go, yeah. that doesn't happen. Yeah. It my Hard to away. believe. And I actually and I was sure Joe didn't believe me so I took screenshots. I had I had a screenshot of the Amazon order, a screenshot That's of when great. it was delivered, a screenshot right. of his email coming in. I'm like, "No, no, no, this really happened." <laughs> I mean, we don't need to get but too woo-woo on
4: it, but you're obviously psychically connected for, mm-hmm. you know, the last <laughs> 40 years and he's mm-hmm. g- g- pulling up your name and thinking about you and it's it's really it's really 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 cool. And it and the um you know what? I rarely read the intro the beginning of books and i the beginning of this whole beginning the forward the intro i read the reviews it was all actually really really um profound Mm -hmm. like the thing from your dad joe Mm -hmm. i thought it was all um so important to the to the actual book like kind of crucial to it and yeah there was a part um from when you were a kid selena that where you said I'm not I'm not a leader and I'm not a follower I just I'm different I'm just to myself or yeah. something and it on one hand it felt very cool because if I <laughs> you know if you were an adult saying it I'd be like yeah rock on but then thinking of a 13 year old kid saying something like that it did it did seem terribly like isolated
2: um it, it was and when I look back um I, I I've since raised a child and I look back I can count two birthday parties that I had. Mm. Now, this, this is a first-world problem, right? I mean, I, I I understand that I'm incredibly privileged. People did love me, right? But, I mean, it was one birthday party when I moved in with the two gay dads, um, my first birthday there. And then once everybody realized that there were two men in the house and there was no woman, there was never another birthday party. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean even as a little kid
0: at 13, you saying that you're different, you knew deep inside that... It, it's even hard to articulate now. Yeah. It's like you felt different, even though you're not different, but you are different. And you even say you're treated differently. Teachers treated you differently, but then they would treat you nicely in one class and not nice in another class. And this was all this weird quilt of just being from a gay family, but you're not gay yourself. And then, or who knows, or whatever. It's just, and that just subconsciously just ran through your veins, it seems.
2: Yep. Well, it affected every 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 interaction I had in the real world was affected by the classification of being that child mm. of those men.
0: Had you later on or as a as a adolescent met any other children from gay families?
2: yes we um, we actually had a there was a gay father's group mm. um, that had was you know kind of a loose group of people um nobody else in a situation like mine which is living full-time with same-sex parents most of them i think joe alludes this were kind of splitting time between you know the two different households Mm. uh, or three or three different households depending on how you looked at it but um i was exclusively
0: right living it You know, what's funny and not to just a small tangent making me think of ourselves, Brandy and I, even though we're we're friends and we host this podcast, we met on a cruise for LGBT families and we got to, you know, we got to experience out families, lesbians, gay men, mixed with kids and they are the product of people such as yourself who went through that and were not able to be out and free.
6: If I could add one thing to that,
0: Mm, you know,
6: we have come full circle in that the state of Florida is trying to you know, create the same fear mongering that they did 40 years ago. But I feel like it's a very, very different time. And uh, Selena, you talked about that in your update to the chapter, because, you know, even though they're, they're trying to use this hate, for political purposes and, you know, basically the governor of Florida is running on a ticket of hate and prejudice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, it's a different world. It's yeah. a different world. And, you know, when we did this book, when we started it 40 years ago, you know, there were no gay characters on TV mm-hmm. shows, no, no gay people uh, out in sports, no, no, gay people on social media where there was no social media, but now everybody is following people on TikTok and everywhere else. And so it's just a very different world. You, you can, and I talk about it a little bit because I grew up in a very integrated neighborhood in terms of, you know, white and black kids. And, uh, that influenced my upbringing. And I think once you grow up in an environment where you're exposed to people, even if you're exposed to people, you know who who have differences o- over social media or TV. You you feel like you know them and and you understand their humanity. And yeah. so I think that it's a different world because this is you know like the last gasp of of these hateful people. But it's in terms of voting public, it is not going to work.
0: Joe, where do you think you got as a heterosexual man um, growing up? who was it your own father or your upbringing not just obviously to make you feel not I don't know what the right words are not threatened or open to or even have an affection for gay people and it not reflect back to you being in some like that it doesn't affect you or you're threatened by it or you're scared by gay men or blah, blah. I, yeah,
6: I,
2: think I, I agree about Selena jumping in it's I never really thought about before but this was a, a young man who was willing to go that's right embed himself yep. in gay households. That's a big deal Huge. Yeah.
6: Well I have to say that I grew up in a very uh, liberal home uh, where you know my family was reformed Jewish and uh. we, we did not uh, you know we, I don't think <laughs> you know, we were very accepting but I also grew up in a in a very integrated neighborhood and uh, you know black kids and white kids, uh, played at each other's homes after school. It was my elementary school was about 50/50 in terms of white and black kids. And, and uh, you know, I think that uh, you, the, these myths and and mean spirited things that people say, they just don't have any resonance when you grow up with people who are different. And uh, you know, I didn't grow up in a gay community, but it just didn't make sense with what people were saying. I mean, I, I knew kids in in my high school were gay, although many people back then who were gay weren't out, but they, they at the same time, you know, you were exposed to people who were gay. Yeah. It just didn't make sense.
4: Now, I just want to know really quick back in, you know, 1983, which family was the most compelling <laughs> Like, was there a family that, like, drew you in more or you were more worried about, was the most interesting?
6: Well, you know, as a documentary filmmaker, because I've made documentary films documentary films for 35 years since then, um, the, each family had different dynamic that they were dealing with and had a different, you know, uh, like Selena's parents had a, a relationship that, you know, I, I think Selena talks about her father had a lot of anger because he had to hide his the mm-hmm. the reality of who he was from mm-hmm. most people in the world and how that played out. But they he, they had a couple together, uh, other people that they perhaps broke up with um, their significant other. And, you know, they had hidden from themselves that they that they were gay or not admitted to themselves and so they hadn't had a chance to act on it and now they're suddenly being honest with themselves and they and so they uh were at the same time they were raising their kids they were trying to find a partner and that the same thing happens you know in a heterosexual couple when they divorce and they're you know needing to find someone to spend the rest of their life with or the next several years with or whatever (laughs) so each each couple had different dynamics, and uh, I just enjoyed um, the kids' perspective on everything. I, I think the way kids uh, have an ability to be just really direct and honest about things and say things in a simple way. Even some of these kids in the original you know, book where they're seven, eight years old or nine years old, and they're trying to describe their family dynamic – it's 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 incredibly moving because they, on the one hand, understand everything, and on the other hand, they're not exactly sure what gay even means.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: right. Yeah. Nobody that's is. right.
4: Well, I just want, before we let you guys go, you've mentioned a few times, Joe, about, you know, we, we've, we've covered it, that you went in, you thought you were just going to be showing they're, that gay families are just like, and ki- kids of gay f- families are just like every other kid, and what you really hit into was just this whole... You know, it was just a it's a p- political, you know, nightmare and a lot
6: going on. in each family. Yeah.
4: And the funny thing that kept coming to my mind was the book you thought you were going to write is actually the book that you should probably write now, because <laughs> now they are everywhere. And and but there still is some discrimination. But is there any world where you would possibly even if you did it in documentary form, like film filmmaking? where you would revisit the concept with like you know openly gay parents with with young kids now in or basically in tw- 2023 or beyond
6: well i i wouldn't be opposed to doing a documentary film on on that issue um but uh you know there's a new forward in this book uh and it's by Stan stan Katz, and he talks about how you know incredibly different his life with his kid is he is you know he he's in a group of uh gay parents gay lesbian parents his his kid has multiple uh friends who grow who are growing up in homes with a with same-sex parents um and uh you know many of the parents many of the people who are re-interviewed uh all these years later talk about their kids you know just in in middle school knowing trans kids in their class who have you know come out as being trans i mean it's it's uh it's it's a very different world and you know i I think it would be fascinating to do something on that as well Uh, I, i just put out a film on um called uh the race to save the world on people who are using civil disobedience to protest uh, against climate change. And, uh, you know, so
0: mm.
6: I, I never say never. I'm doing another documentary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Selena, I have one question, or we have a well, last question before we let you go. As far as your life as it went on and you, you know, have been married and have your own kid and how would you sum up being the, the kid of a, of gay dads and how it molded you now
2: i wouldn't um in, you know in hindsight i'm i'm very happy with how my life evolved and i wouldn't change that the only thing that i wish were incredibly different was i wish society would just be so i mean it, it's so cruel mm-hmm. Not necessarily cruel you know you you look at the little kids and it's like it, it is what it is they're not going to have difficulty with it i mean the hate is taught and and it pervades every breath of your day when you're, you know, mm-hmm. living in that. And one of the, one of the things that I thoroughly enjoyed—I never went out into the world at any point, even now—announcing that I was the child of gay parents. Um, but what, what was super fun when I got to college, um, and then to school beyond that, was. You know, you just listen and observe and you hear people, you know, saying disparaging things about gays. And and over time they get to know you and they get to, you know, you get to like one another and you become friends. And then at that point I would reveal it. You know, and their <laughs> whole that was so satisfying mm, for me. I see. You know, I-, I we see <laughs> you now. Yes. <laughs> at one point I had to actually argue against gays having the right to adopt children mm-hmm. I, had th- I had that position and argue it and 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 it was really interesting to me to do that you know at the end of all that um i i kind of just shared with people i'm like you know i'm, I'm like, just so you know <laughs> you, you're looking at someone who, who lived this and it and it's totally fine yeah if if the rest of the world would just back the hell off mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean well
6: that put. yeah well put one other thing yeah. is that uh, uh, I made taxicab confessions over 16 years. It was on mm. HBO mm-hmm. and, you know, people are in the back of the cab and they don't know they're being videotaped. And I would be in a follow vehicle and I could see and hear what was going on in the cab. And I could talk to them through the a wireless earpiece in the driver's ear. And in the beginning years, um, we, you know, we had a lot of gay, lesbian, trans rides and people would almost all be talking about how their family rejected them. Their community was hostile. But by the time we were done doing that 16 years later, it, it almost flipped where people talked about their family being so supportive and th- their friends at school were, uh, you know, really uh close-knit group and appreciating them. And uh, I tell you, that was very satisfying to see that Mm. transition over those 16 years. That is cool. cool. And it's
0: interesting for, I think, the gay community as a whole throughout the evolution, when you realize that you stop fighting for your rights and you start realizing Life is just as bad for you as it is for everybody else in
1: relationships.
4: <laughs> well, thank you guys both so much for doing our stupid podcast.
6: It was truly and illuminating. Thank you both for having us. Thank you, Selena. <laughs> thank for being you part very with. much.
4: And thank you, Joe, for you know for doing this. And mm-hmm. and it, it's people like you that that you know kick the door down for and you know what whatever happened with the book. The book did impact the world and this country and taxicab confessions too. So please tell our 14 listeners how they can get their hands on this book, on the new updated version and find you guys on social media if you so desire.
6: Yeah, well, they can just go to Amazon to buy the book. And uh, it's the secret I can't tell. And we also have a website under my name, Joe Gantz. So they can go to either of those places to get the book. And thank you for talking about it. (laughs)
0: Of course, Selena. Any uh, any s- handles?
2: Um, no, I'm I'm glad Joe came into my life uh, mm-hmm. when he did the first time, and 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 the second time.
1: Oh, thank you, say.
2: thank you guys, thank you so much.
4: Now it's time for so there's that. All right. So this is the part of the show where Julie has to find So there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because half the country are members of a morally bankrupt right wing cult and the rest of us are self-righteous virtue signaling hypocrites. But sometimes. Someone from our shitty side comes along, someone like Joe Gantz, who dedicated his life to documenting the human condition in every form and showed us that progress actually can be made sometimes. And this is why we continue forcing Julie to do her so-there's-that's, because we need them, like we need the Joe Ganses of the world. Yeah. Right, now. That's true. That is so true.
0: I mean, his book alone just could have been so-there's-that and his existence in the world. Oh, Well, I wanted to find a story that reflected the wonderful holiday season we all share. (laughs) A story that even atheists can enjoy. The only people who won't care about this are animal haters. And a person, when hearing about penguins, says I'd like to punch a penguin in the face. To this person, I have to say, just no. That statement is inane. It doesn't even conjure anger from me. I just feel tired.
4: Did someone say that?
0: Yes, in fact, my exhaustion at the bullshit in general is at an all-time high. Maybe it's the end of the year and I just... I've hit my wall. When Even now when I read a story about Lauren Boebert or Kirsten Jizima, I just feel sleepy. It's this... Y- you know what it is? It's the part of the movie where the montage begins. Right after the hero meets a seemingly bedraggled spinster living alone in the woods, we then hear the wondrous story and watch the montage of how the one-time obese lovelorn cottage dweller learned she was descended from magical wizards and spent the next 40 years working on her craft. She built a great armor, so strong and so beautiful, she found her higher power and magic rather than seek revenge or romance or anything. She lives alone, communing with the animals and whittling artifacts. Yes! Yes, I am that woman! Ah, the holidays. This is when I watch Harry. What artifacts have you
4: whittled?
0: (laughs) That's the point.
4: (laughs) I think you're. We're in holiday time.
0: (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) Uh, Communing with the animals and Uh, playing video games for 17 hours straight.
4: Cooking cooking meats. Cooking meats and (laughs) vegetables (laughs) to
0: pulpation.
4: (laughs) And burning them.
0: (laughs) And burning it all. Yes, it's the holidays. It's the time when I watch Harry Potter and I'm now obsessed with the new Disney TV series Willow and I get in touch with my dungeons and Dragonside. I mentally build myself up for the rest of the shit that will be inevitably cross all of our paths. All the while, my parents are on a Caribbean cruise and my sister and I text about what food allergies the Goldmans have on Christmas. But I digress. Did you know the Goldmans have a tendency to be gassy round pasta? yeah i think i do
4: your sister should have texted me in the family she should have (laughs) i could have let her know all the food allergies that the goldmans have yeah and at which time of day they flare up (laughs) well
0: it's the first time we had the convo pretty interesting we actually have a lot to be happy about (laughs) jojo and kiki have been killing it with the holiday messages i mean just the holiday messages alone have been life okay um Obviously the work they're doing on our behalf is great, but Jill Biden <laughs> posting a picture of opening a present for their cat, I nearly shit myself. That alone could be the so there's that. Well, okay, we've had the passage of the Respect for Marriage Tax and Inflation Reduction blah blah, blah blah blah. Not for nothing, I just want to point out while looking at the bills Congress either proposed or passed, let's never forget Marjorie Taylor Greene proposed impeaching Joe Biden. For enabling bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors.
3: (sighs) You know what? Just Just, Go fucking do
4: a box jump, you (laughs) fucking.
0: Yeah, you troll, you leathery, roided up troll. But see, I'm just tired. I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the wizard to come find me. Anyway, there are a lot of good things about the holidays, but let's just feel good for a second On the ground, okay? And this is the story I found and I wanna share with you. And yes, it has to do with a dog, and it wouldn't be me, and it wouldn't be the end of the year if it wasn't an animal story. So let me just read this to you. A dog abandoned at the San Francisco airport has found a forever home with a United Airlines captain. Boom. (laughs) A dog named Polaris had arrived to San Francisco with a traveler from an international destination. But the dog was abandoned at the airport when the custo- when the when, quote, the customer chose to continue traveling on without his animal.
4: Why they wouldn't let the animal on the plane? No,
0: because he's a douche. Now, let me just say, if I may, even though I'm very tired. When it comes to the anger can just get poke, poke, poke. When it comes to something like this, I hope I just want to say this, even though I'm just going to say this. I hope this person dies in a plane crash, but he's the only person who dies. Okay, moving on. Maybe he can just die in a personal I hope he just dies. Scooter crash. Maybe he just falls down his own stairs. I hope he falls down his own stairs and he fucking dies. So basically what happened was the San Francisco SPCA worked with United Airlines, and the dog was adopted by Captain William Dale. On December 15th, the airline hosted a festive adoption party at the airport to celebrate Polaris's adoption. The airline
4: also donated
0: $5,000 to support San Francisco SPCA. I mean, come on. This
4: is story of This is United trying to come? And you know what? Good, because we flew American and they didn't even have a snack. American can fuck off.
0: <laughs> American can go fuck off. Not a snack, not no help. No. Upselled bullshit, trying not extra leg early. room was fucking cramped, fuck off now, I'm sorry this has it all, teamwork, community compassion, helpfulness kindness, coming together a bunch of them had to come together to take care of the dog but we don't understand the
4: story because you didn't really tell it that clearly it's a basic story, the dog was left at the airport and the people at United had to take care of it but we don't really understand why And they don't say why where was he coming from, where was he going to I I, I don't know that's there.
0: What? That's all the information they gave on the story. Nice story, United. <laughs> nice story. But you got the
4: one bitch who would fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. So let's let Mammoth celebrate her fake story from United <laughs> about Polaris. Which, by the way, also that doesn't roll off the tongue. Popo, maybe. Popo, maybe it <laughs> does. Popo,
0: but Polaris, interesting. And Larry, uh, and his name be Larry Dale. Larry. <laughs> Well, now, now that he's adopted by William Dale, yeah, it could be Larry and William Dale. Oh, Larry Dale. (laughs) I hope his name. is I hope they call him Larry. I uh, maybe it is fake. Maybe it is fake. And if it is fine, then it's fake. Just like Christmas is fucking fake. (laughs) That's right. So we can at least have that and know that it's just another fairy tale for Christmas. And it's everything that's supposed to be the Christmas spirit. Abandonment to homecoming. It's everything. Hopefully, Captain Dale isn't a disgusting (laughs) abuser. I'm going to choose to believe he's a loving family man. And now it's that part of the movie where we get to see Polaris's montage from living with a disgusting troll piece of shit, probably with multiple siblings. God knows where they are. Hopefully abandoned another airport soon to all be reunited. (laughs) United. (laughs) See his whole journey. And, of course, the journey of his previous owner's horrendous death and the magic that it took to bring all these people together. And
4: if I may, maybe the journey of William Dale, who decides not to be hungover anymore when he flies us on planes. (laughs) Maybe he decides to turn over a new Uh, leaf, where he just completely doesn't even drink the week he's flying, and he works out, and he's just like, he's alert, and he's ready to keep flying. Yeah, and he
0: didn't (laughs) just do two lines of coke right before he started to work the plane. (laughs) Ugh, I mean, I... I'm I'm in, yeah I'm into it I'm into it I love that this dog brought all these people together and even the shitty asshole who deserves to die even that shitty act brought people together and their bonds are all uh, intertwined and now we have all these stories and these these connections that are made Polaris the international dog of mystery brought countless people together reminded us what Christmas really should be all about and which is funny That an abandoned dog whose name is Polaris, which by the way means the brightest star, Polaris is also known as the North Star, which we all know if you're lost anywhere in the world, the first thing you look for is the North Star to guide you home. So there's that.
4: So that's it for this episode of dumb gay politics thank you guys for listening to our last dumb gay episode of 2022 we are truly grateful for all 14 of you it's this time of year that we really have been doing this fucking thing six years wow. six years it just gets kind of gross after five but still it's it's <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a lot of you have have most of you have been here from the beginning and we love you so much for that. And anyone who's new, we love you because you've really gotten the drags of the shit. I mean, really. Um, And we do appreciate all of you, no matter when you first started listening, even if you don't sign up for our Patreon podcast. (laughs) That's right.
0: But you know what? Please sign up for our Patreon podcast. Go to julianbrandy.com. It's only a dollar for a whole extra hour podcast per week. Or you can pay $2 and get two bonus podcasts per week. I feel like my mouth is like, like a lot of, It's like juicy juice in it. Juicy. I don't know why. And our Patreon podcast is completely different than this, by the way. There's no ads. There's no politics at all ever. It's just fun, random stories and deep dives and songs
4: and stuff. There's a link to a free episode in the description blurb of today's podcast. And we've been doing our Patreon podcast since 2017. So that podcast is a year. Actually, it's only six months younger than this one. So we'll be coming up on six years of that bullshit too. Mm -hmm. Um, So once you sign up, you'll get hundreds of podcasts to listen to instantly. And except for the COVID ones and a handful of others, like Will Smith and shit, they're pretty timeless. We don't usually, like... They're not, they're not going to get dated by any sort of like an incessant, you know, hot take parade. That's not what it's about. <laughs> hot take parade. That's true. And we're going to try and get that super thread going over everyone's favorite episodes
0: before the end of the year. Uh, and then we will pin it to the top of our Patreon feed like a little best of catalog that's convenient for everyone to use.
4: Maybe we'll do that while we're, we are holed up in here in our um, detox rehab, self-imposed detox rehab. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Joe Gantz. Thank you, Joe Gantz. We
0: are grateful for you.
4: See you, bitches, in Pee Wee <gasps> 23. Yeah.
3: How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked.
5: Transylvania ha, ha, ha. Let me show you a rhyme. And maybe play you a sign You look black, like you're both pretty grooving Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone?
3: We're both in a bit of a hurry.
0: Right.
3: We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world.
5: How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet trans From Transsexual Transylvania
3: <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night Night Or maybe a bite night. I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan And he's good for a living. man. tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey,
5: I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual
3: Transylvania